Thank you for downloading the Beacon Church podcast. We hope that you enjoy today's message and that you find that God speaks to you through it. Big round of applause. Big round of applause. So you get to sit down here. Yeah, you guys could arrange yourself those three chairs there. Where's Garth? He's just oh, yeah. sorting the technology. <laughs> it's the trouble when you're being interviewed and doing PA. <laughs> so it was, it was um, I spent quite a while getting that video together, really because we had so much footage over the last 10 years. Um, it's, it just took me ages to sort through and it, it's incredible, really. Um, I had to leave so much out, so apologies if, you know, there's so many people here that were key parts of the church, and if you're not there, everyone's had a part to play. But it was just really to see some of the guys here, like Chris and Sue and Kim and Simon and, um, you know, Mark and Gemma, and, and there's all these old faces. And you guys were so pivotal, and, and of course Andy, who we'll get to in a second, so pivotal in planting that church. And you can see what's happened in the last 10 years, and that's just a little tiny bit of what God has done. Um, so thank you for persevering in those tough early days. And um, it's just amazing what God's done. So we've got uh, it, uh, probably an interview for five or six minutes with these guys. And the reason we've selected these characters is because they were all there from the very, very beginning. And um, it's an absolute, absolute privilege to have Andy here with us. Andy um, planted the church. He was the pastor at Beacon Church when it first started 10 years ago. So it's so good. And, and is this the first time you've been back since you left? So it's wonderful, wonderful to have Andy and his wife Claire's here. And <laughs> Claire's his other wife. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Shall I just stick to my notes so I know, I know we've got... He is a husband to Sarah. He has two boys. I'll get these right because I'm called Hudson and Leo. And that's one of them. Leo. And number three is due, actually. Is it the day after my and, mine and Petra's wedding day? Is it? The, so the, the 20th. So number three is on its way. Um, and Andy, uh, our path never quite crossed a, a beacon. I came just after, I think, um, you left. But the legacy lived on. There were so many great things I'd heard. And one particular, I heard that he was just this incredibly gifted preacher. And I didn't get to hear him preach until last year at New Day, but it's absolutely true. He was, he's an incredible, I'm sure he's got lots of other gifts, but he, he certainly um, turns his hand to that. And he's now uh, back in the fold at uh, King's Church and he's part of the leadership team at King's. So really good to have Andy. And I can't wait to just ask some questions around how it all started, because I literally put in that video together, um, I know most of the history, and I think some of us here know quite a bit, but how did it start, and, and what possessed you, and you know, all that sort of stuff, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second, um, and Garth and Gidge, um, I think most people know Garth and Gidge, don't they, yeah. I don't need any, really an introduction, but just, these guys um, are, I think, totally unsung heroes uh, at this church, and they were probably unsung heroes at the start, and, and it carries on, and Petra and I have just done the marriage preparation course with these guys, <laughs> and we're in trouble. 
No, they were absolutely amazing. And the wisdom that these guys have got. If anyone's got any problems with their marriage, <laughs> come and see them. They, there's, there's so much there. And I remember actually when I first came um, to Beacon, Garth, you were preaching and um, you were doing the old, the old sermon. Yeah, and, and, and there's a lot. Yeah, we, I stuck there. So these guys have been brilliant. Okay, so let's, let's get to some questions, shall we? Um, and I think you, you've had a little bit of a brief as to what they might be. So let's start with you, Andy. Question number one. The big question, why did the church plant happen? Oh, you need the mic. Yeah. Yeah. Hello, it's great to be here. Thank you for having, having us all. Um, yeah, I can't say that I was there right at the outset because I've just been checking some facts with uh, Kim and Simon before the uh, service. And apparently, um, and a, a, a bunch of uh, guys got together in September 2003, I hear. Um, basically, King's Church, uh, who this plant came from, um, had a vision to plant a church. And so a group of guys just gathered to pray um, every once in a while from September 2003 until kind of the end of 2005. And it was only at that point that I sort of came into the picture there. So I wasn't there from the very beginning, um, but I came to sort of lead the group, the small group of people that had gathered. Chris and Suzanne, who are here, wave Chris and Suzanne. They, they did a fantastic job of just leading this group of, uh, this band of believers um, through those first uh, sort of two years or so of just forming, just getting vision, just beginning to think about and dream about what could happen in this part of London. And so there was a real heart from King's Church to plant a church out um, around about that time. So, This one work? Yep. Yeah. So there was a heart from King's Church and, and, and you personally, how did you... Gave up. What, uh, what prompted you to take that step? So, so I, was a, I was a sort of single guy in my 20s um, with just a, a call on my life from when I was a teenager to serve God in his church. And I love the church. The church is just God's plan for, for the world. And, and I, I came along to Kings and uh, Steve Tibbet, who leads Kings, um, and I both um, kind of coincided. We had, I had a heart. I need to go into lead. I, I want to move into leadership. And at the same time, Steve had a word for me. And there was this one Sunday when we kind of got together and there was this real God moment when um, I just shared my heart, he shared his heart, and I kind of shadowed him for about 15 months or so um, in 2004. And then at the end of 2005, he asked whether I wanted to sort of lead this uh, church plant, um, which was quite a daunting thing. I was relatively young, relatively inexperienced, and just a single guy on my own, so I kind of joined with these guys and sort of took on what they'd already brilliantly started, and, uh, and kind of it went from there. So from January 2006, I began leading, and then we led in towards the launch, which uh, obviously happened in 2007, 10 years ago. I can't believe that, but yeah. So that, that's kind of how I got involved, and I, I really sense God speak to me about it. When I was asked, I thought, oh my word, this is a huge thing. I'm not sure I could do this, but God spoke to me, and yeah, and it was great. Thanks, Andy. And actually, I've, I've actually heard from chatting to Sarah and yourself earlier. Not you, Claire. Not Claire. <laughs> <laughs> that three weeks into being at Beacon, she turned up and you met. Is that the right she, story? Yeah, slight exaggeration as, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Um, so we launched in, in February and then in um, May, because I remember it was my birthday. It was like my 31st birthday. Um, she turned up with a couple of friends of mine called Tristan and Laura, 
who uh, are at Lee now. Me and Tristan lead the Lee site together. And uh, he basically, he just forewarned me that there was this girl coming from Eastbourne who, uh, you know, may be interested, you know, may be interested. So she, she turned up at the church and we, we bumped into each other and met each other and uh, hung out. And I remember going to um, Peter Express in Dulwich Village uh, and a ga- group of us gathered around and we ended up sitting next to each other. And I remember just feeling like, uh, I, I've, everyone's looking at me and her and they might be wondering. So I just ended up spending most of the evening just chatting to other people and kind of left her in the lurch. So it wasn't until a few months later that um, things began to develop over Facebook, as they normally do. And uh, one thing led to another, and we, we got together um, and got married at the end of 2009. Yeah. Facebook was going then. It, yeah, yeah, just, oh. just about. <laughs> just, I just registered, literally, about a month before I met her. So it's good timing. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God for Facebook. Um, Phil, I'm conscious I've probably already gone over the allotted time, but... Um, Let's move on. Um, Garth and Gidge. Same questions to you guys. Like, how did you end up getting involved with this? Um, so we, we had been at an NFI church in Zimbabwe. We'd come over here. Uh, I ended up in Brixton, and we had gone to uh, the Sidcup church for a couple of times with some friends of ours. We then moved into West Nord and got a car, and we were looking at the closest NFI church to us which happened to be Kings in Catford. So we took a drive down one Sunday morning, and uh, we, we went to the service. And um, Kings, I think, just before the preacher went up, you know, they said, oh, say hi to somebody and introduce yourself. So we did so. Somebody said, where are we? And we said, oh, we're in West Norwood. And they said, oh, you must meet Chris and Suzanne. And we met Chris and Suzanne, and, yeah, we, we got involved in the church plant then, and off we went, yeah. so that's Wow, so you involved. had no time at Kings. You were literally straight... <laughs> We, we were at Kings for quite a while uh, with prayer meetings and things before. Um, so that was 2004, and then the church launched in 2007. So we were involved in Kings a lot, but the focus was always with what, what we called South Central Church Plant at the time, before, before it got its name. And were you still getting cheeseburgers before the service then? No, no, I hadn't, hadn't found McDonald's on the route there, no. <laughs> That's a newer thing. Okay. Um, and I'm in- really interested to know um, how things have moved on and, and what stayed the same. So what's changed and, and what, what's still the same? I think what impressed me from the very onset is the people that I met had a heart for, had a heart for the church and were passionate about serving God. And I think that is, that is still the same. People have come and gone, but I think the, the passion for serving God's church and, and, and glorifying Him is still the same. Um, uh, there's still a, a great heart for worship, which is which is fantastic, and the venues have changed frequently, <laughs> once or twice. <laughs> Gidge, do you have anything to add on that? Um, I think one thing that's changed quite a lot is how we used to do a lot of outreach days, whereas now outreach is food bank and cap, which is a kind of set regular thing. And yeah, I'm sure some people will remember them with joy <laughs> washing cars wrapping presents in the cold just before christmas but yeah flying the beacon flag yeah wow that sounds um like a challenge <laughs> but maybe it's one we should adopt again i don't know phil you've got a couple of months before owen's back <laughs> um and any any fond memories? This is to anybody. Have you got any fond memories? Hopefully, there's one or two, but you might not have anything that comes to mind, or any amusing stories, or 
I mean, my, my fond memories when I was thinking about it were to do with the outreach days. So we used to have outreach days. And I just remember before we launched, just doing this massive outreach with like hundreds is probably an exaggeration, but there were loads of us there. Lots of youth groups from other New Frontiers churches dotted around. And I just remember walking through Dulwich Village and it being awash with um, orange and red balloons everywhere. And we were just giving out these bags to people and just letting them know that this church was about to start. And I I remember at the end of that, um, we then had the launch and loads of people came to the launch. And I remember off the back of that going to the uh, Crown and Greyhound. I don't know if anyone frequents the Crown and Greyhound these days. After church, yeah, occasionally. We used to go there quite a lot. And um, we would sit there. I remember just sitting there after the, uh, the launch and having done the outreach and just looking around at everyone, just chatting and just feeling this enormous sense of satisfaction. Uh, like, wow, we've just done something. We've just kicked something off. And it just was just amazing just to sit back and, and watch people chat and enjoy the moment. And so there were a number of moments like that when we would go out and we used to quite often meet to pray. So prayer was really at the heart of who we were and just moments of gathering and sensing God's presence and encountering him. Um, just uh, uh, those are the fond memories. My memory isn't as good as Sarah. She can remember very specifics from like 10 years ago. If, if I go beyond a year, everything's just a blur. So it's just this kind of conglomeration of memories really for me. So, Garth and Gidge? No fond memories. really. No, that t- 10 years, there's no memories. We can skip that one. I mean, it's great. Isn't it great to see that prayer was a focus there all the way through? And... <laughs> <laughs> Fine. We'll move, and, and okay, we'll move on to the last question, which is around um, where would you like to see? So you had a bit of warning on this question. Hopefully, there's an answer. Where would you like to see Beacon in ten years' time? And and, and Andy, you and you started this church, and uh, this was yours, and along with Chris and, and others, you know, all these guys. Um, and so you you are such a part of what we achieved and what we what we've done in the last ten years. What would you like to see for this church ten years down the line? Um, I think for me, um, one of the key prophetic words over us at the start was, my house will be a house of prayer for all nations. And that really resonated with us as a group. And so it kicked us into seeking God, praying, and also just longing for a multicultural, diverse church. And it's interesting because at the moment at Kings, we're going through a, a series on diversity, and Owen's coming to speak next week, which is going to be fantastic. But just this, I could just see in 10 years' time, just a, a a continue, continually growing church, which is gathering people and reflecting the area of sort of Brixton and beyond. So that, that phrase, in, it's in Isaiah 56 and also in Mark 11, where Jesus references it, uh, my house will be a house of prayer for all nations. Mm. And I, I just want to see that for this church. I always have. Mm. And even though I've been away, you know, my, when, whenever I think about the church, it's that, that verse that keeps mm. coming back to, to me again and again. So seeing a burgeoning church that reflects the nations that are represented here in this area of London. So. That's so helpful. Thank you. We made a note of that one. Someone. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure we already know it. Garth and Gidge, any, uh, any thoughts? Ten years? Um, I think for me, it's just so encouraging seeing so many families in the church now and so many babies and just, yeah, for the kids' work to you kind of pick up more. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think early on as well, there, there was a prophecy over us about being a resource-based church and reaching out to the nations 
And I, I certainly would love to see us in that place. I think it's great that we're involved with CAP and Food Bank. We're reaching out into that. Our involvement with the Brixton churches together. And I think it's just building a good network and a platform to send us out even further. So. That's amazing. Really great stuff from you guys. Um, let's give them a massive round of applause. Thank you so much. Okay, which might I use? Use both. <laughs> Interview number two. Um, so let's make some space <laughs> for Pauline and Owen Hilton. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it great to see them back? How does it feel being at the front <laughs> after two months? I thought he's got a new jumper. Definitely yeah, a new so jumper. I've got it's a new jumper. Designer label, yeah. isn't it? Ralph Lauren. Um, <laughs> yeah, not many other things have changed. Um, uh, no, it feels great to be back. It, it does. And uh, we've been to a number of churches over the last uh, couple of months. And, and all of that has been great. But it is great to come home. It's great to be with the people of God that you're a part of and to hear the stories. And it was great. I didn't know that Andy was going to be here and Chris and Suzanne. And, um, and, and although I kind of replaced Andy here, Andy and I kind of shared an office for quite a while at King's uh, whilst he was leading Beacon. And so uh, we had lots of conversations and stuff there. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be back. So you knew what was going on. Oh, it's great to have you guys. And it's, it's a bit of a change, isn't it? It's normally you here doing the interviews. Yeah, yeah. but you're doing great, John. You really are good. You, you're very good at that. I've well, everyone's, everyone's had to step up when you weren't here, isn't that yeah, right? So, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> that's what we wanted, wasn't it? So. Indeed, indeed. Um, so we, I don't really need to give you an introduction to Owen and, and everything else. Owen and Pauline came to Beacon, both of you guys, um, just as just after I'd got here. So I'd been there a couple of months, hadn't I? And... Um, You'd come, and we all know, I think most of us know about the history at King's, being an elder at King's, and in charge of Alpha, and in charge of growing the church, was it? And What were your roles? We don't I think the Lord this. grows the church, but <laughs> I think I was responsible for, I oversaw Alpha, um, all our, our integration, that's what you mean, all our new people coming in. I oversaw all the baptisms, the deaf work, the kids work, the creche. Um, so I oversaw a number of ministries at the church. Yeah, lots of stuff like that. Yeah, and that was just useful to paint the picture because he comes. Obviously, they come to this little church, and so that's what our opening questions are around. And Pauline, you were doing you were doing the deaf stuff, weren't you as well? Yeah, yeah, I was on the uh, deaf team, interpreting the worship and stuff like that. So. Quite actively involved in the church. Yeah, yeah, I was. Yeah. So what was it? While you've got the mic, let's carry on with you. Okay. What was it like then? What was this transition from Kings to Beacon like? If you could summarise that in, in a minute or so. I can easily summarise that in a minute. Um, I used to describe it as going from a cruise ship to a rowing boat. <laughs> and, and that's exactly what it was like. So whereas a cruise ship had a team for everything and you literally just lay on the lounger by the pool and it was fantastic. When, when I came here... Um, I can remember the first Sunday after worship, there was a call for a response, and I was just at the front quietly, and, and then suddenly it was like, oh, I, I have to pray for these people. It's like, where's the ministry team? Where's the Alpha team, the Welcome team? The, uh, we were all of those teams. Which, so it was, it was good for me, because I think 
for me personally, being part of a big church had made me a bit of a lazy Christian. I'm not saying big churches do that, but for me, I had settled a little bit. And uh, there were teams for everything at, at King's, and it was fantastically easy. <laughs> um, but it, it wasn't great for my growth or development personally. And I found coming to Beacon was really, really good because it was a real step up. It was a real step up. It was, so so yeah. it was a really smooth transition? Um, it depends what you look at. There, there were lots of factors that were challenging. I think one of the biggest things for me was bringing our kids here because we left a youth group of 100 to them being the youth group. And, and I think the whole transition, I think if I could describe it all, it would be, it would be to, I'd use the word trust in God. I had to trust in God for every little thing of my life. So we'd, silly things, we'd doubled our mortgage to come here, so I had to trust him financially. I had to trust God with my kids. There was no youth work to keep them interested in church, you know, that we'd taken them. I had to trust my kids to him. I had to trust him in every area. And so that, that was difficult, but it's good. And I, I find that's, that's God, isn't it? We're listening to Pilgrim's Progress at the minute, and, you know, my human tendency is to walk the wide and easy path. Mm-hmm. But he calls us to the narrow run that, that, that brings so much joy at the end. So that's, that's basically yeah. it, yeah. And what about you, Owen, to that question? How did you find the transition from Kings, that big church, coming to yeah. a little bit smaller beacon? Uh, so I remember once that we were in France, the elders were in France at Kings, um, and it was a at that time away that I was asked to come and lead. And I remember then talking to each of the other leaders, Mick Taylor, Phil Varley, uh, and Martin Alley, um, about what would you do? I said, oh, what would you do? Three things you'd do, because that's the kind of church we were, three things we're going to do. And, and I was right at the heart of all of that, you know, stuff we did. And they said, yeah, I would do this, I would do that, I would do the other. I was like, yeah, okay, okay. So I came to Beacon... And I think within three weeks, I had thrown those lists out because <laughs> I thought, this is not the way I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is going to work. And I spent, um, yeah, I suppose, you know, exaggeration, uh, more than before, hours on my knees. God, I really don't know what to do here. That was the main prayer. I don't, I don't know what to do. Um, and so the, so the transition was was massive. Obviously, Kings was a big church. I was preaching three times on a Sunday to hundreds of people. But if you had asked me, I said, I've stepped up to lead 40 people. And that's what it felt like, that I'd taken a massive step up. And at Kings, I was quite opinionated and people ignored me. Here, (laughs) when you give an opinion and you're the leader, it becomes like a policy and you don't realize it. So people are doing things that you've just talked about, not you've not thought about, you've just said, oh, no, I didn't mean to do that. That's just my opinion. Uh, and so I had to really change how I, how I operated, how I led. Um, uh, but I've, I just found God to be faithful. I just, and that was the most amazing thing. So if I look back now on those, on those 10 years, I would say that um, I discovered I had a really good marriage. And uh, that was so good because uh, had, had there been cracks in that, it would have fallen. Uh, and secondly, I discovered that I was... I really loved God, and, that, and that, that was a real deep thing for me. Um, and, I was, and as I look back now, I was so encouraged that we brought our girls, because although we feared things up front because they didn't have the youth, 
when we look at them now, we're like, oh God, you're so good. God, you're so good. And even though the church was small, even though it was, uh, for them it was a bit of a struggle, and for the first two years, we took, Rihanna went back to King's. She kept going back every Sunday evening. Um, God has been so good in, in deepening their walk with him. And as you know, Yasmin's in church planting in Blackpool, and Rihanna's going to church in Cambridge, involved in the band there. And Daisy's come, even though we weren't here, almost every week. And so it, it, that, that has been such a joy for us. Thank you. So lots of trust and, and lots of faith building. Yeah. And so what about highlights then? Um, there must be some, some fond memories. Some. Okay, so, so I just loved watching the video that, that you showed. And I would say every baptism has been a highlight. And um, we've, we've baptized people in a car park, in a, in a school building, in a church. Wherever we can find a place and wherever people have said, I want to be baptized, we're, okay, we'll do it, we'll do it. So, so that, that's always been a highlight. I think Gigi's point about families, uh, one of the prophecies that was brought to the church um, very early on uh, uh, was around, you know, um, the, the makeup of the church early on that didn't have families in it. And there was this prophecy about, don't worry about that, because in time God's going to do do his thing. And so... We've now, I don't know how many weddings have passed through this church, how many married people that have got married, and the numbers of people that have joined our church uh, single and then got married and then had families, um, that's just a joy. That's one of the biggest joys for us uh, to see. And also the number of people that have joined our church and have just found a deepening of their own walk with God and their own love for God, and, um, and you've watched that, and that's just been a joy for us. So. Yeah, actually, I'm just going to repeat what he said. That's my biggest joy, is seeing people really go deep in God. And you can see that. They don't have to tell you they're studying the Bible much more than they were, or praying more. You can actually see God changing their lives. And I remember saying to her, that you know, when we initially came, it, for me, it was a bit of a challenge being so small for something so big. But I remember really, really praying and saying I would I would much rather a small church of people that go deep in God than a large church where that isn't the case I'm not saying large churches nobody goes deep in God but do you know what I mean that that was my big I want to see people go deep in God and I've seen that in people in Beacon and I that is the thing that excites me the most to be honest that's my biggest joy so. yeah it's true isn't it keep, keep the mic keep the mic um, last question uh, 10 years time I'm going to put that one to you that um, the others had um, where would you where would you think we might be? What would you like to see Beacon be? Where would you see, like to see it in ten years? Do you know what you you sent this question forward and uh, and I just thought, do you know what I I'm not even going to begin to answer that. I know that I'm not a leader, so probably this is why I'm giving this answer. Um, but I I've had so many ideas and thoughts of what I'd like, and God has so many different ideas and different paths. I've given up on that, to be honest. <laughs> And so I don't even want to second guess. I think my, where do I want to be in 10 years' time? I want to be trusting in him to lead, regardless of what that is. And I think that's where I sit. I, I do have my, my human worldly desires. I'd love a building because it's easier and it's nicer. But I, who knows? God might not have that for us. You know, I can mention loads and loads of things, but I wouldn't say they were God-inspired. They're more human laziness-inspired wishes and dreams. So I... 
ultimately it does come down to it's very seems very glib answer but it's it's what I really feel and what I really believe that I I I want to be led by God wherever that may lead and I don't know what that looks like even next year let alone 10 and so that's all I can give you I'm afraid wonderful answer can you add anything to that (laughs) I don't know how satisfied you'd be if I said the same (laughs) so um uh I you are my love you are my love um I, I, just, just, I would agree with Pauline in the sense that um, I've learned not to t- fix things down too much because, because, you know, when I began my sabbatical in December, I didn't know I would be a full-time nurse, yeah? <laughs> but I have become a full-time nurse for the last couple of months. And if I had other plans, I'd be pretty disappointed, but I'm not disappointed at all. In fact, I, I, I love looking after Pauline and I love watching telly and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so she's just given me an excuse to do all the things I love to do. So, uh, so, so I, don't, I don't hold God to stuff because you can't hold God to stuff. However, I do believe God wants to, to root and establish Beacon as a church in Brixton. I, I do believe that. And that is, that is big for me. And that, that will be beyond me. Like it was beyond Andy. Andy didn't didn't know how long that was going to last, but he played a part in what God was doing. We don't know how long that's going to last, but we're playing a part in what God is doing. And um, and my prayer is, God, that this will be beyond what we're doing, that there'll be generations that will come uh, and find you because of this place. So, so, So I would say that. I also believe, interestingly enough, Garth's thing about about missions and and being a resource church and God using us beyond where we are locally um I, I think I've been drawn to that more and more recently that there is, that God has more for us than just Brixton and Beacon it's bigger than this and that and that there was a call uh, that that you would get one of the words that we had was you're going to get Macedonian type calls people are going to say come and help us come and come and support us and and uh, I believe that. I believe that that in the next 10 years. Um, so so I'm, I'm literally wanting to follow God. And I think when you follow God and when you, when you give your all into him, he gives his all into you. And, and I think that's the way I've led and that's the way I'll continue to lead it. Wonderful. Okay, I think that's all the questions. Isn't it great to have Owen and Pauline back with us? And uh, it's not long now, is it? It's only another month or so. And, and another month. So after Easter, John. Mm. So uh, well, I don't know whether that's like six weeks. weeks. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're really enjoying our time. Um, yeah. So it won't be are. too long. So we'll enjoy catching up with them yeah, yeah, yeah. After, afterwards and then we'll see it's you in It's great to six be weeks. here today. It really is. Thanks very much. You have just listened to a Beacon Church recording. If you would like more information about us, our vision, the team or upcoming events, please visit our website which is beacon-church.org. You can email us at office at beacon-church.com or find us socially on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. You are welcome to share this recording as you wish, but please do not make any edits without express consent. Thank you.